John at Ubaldi Reports, the, the podcast that provides fact, not, not fiction. We just provide the facts of what's going on in the national and international that are affecting the country. Now, with me is my co-host and somewhat annoying co-host at times, Joe Bitts. So how's it going? And then we also got one of our other partners in here is a gentleman named Ray, who is a former Marine. So we all got three veterans in here. So what's Ray, going on, Joe? Ray's a gun expert, though. Ray loves guns. He's just, he's a, like, if Tom Brady liked guns, he would be like that kind of guy. Yeah. So if you have questions on gun issues, I guess. Let us know, and we'll try to answer them on this TikTok. Yeah, he knows it, except for the—we can start this up, is that I don't think maybe his age range is looking at the news as much as, say, you, like, dive into it. You probably read it from top to bottom on what you're looking, what you're kind of—with the article that's being written. I, on the other hand, I probably maybe breeze through, like, half of it. Maybe even like maybe a paragraph or two to figure out, okay, where is this going? And so like last week, Ray comes in and he goes, hey, do you hear they're shutting down Harry Potter world indefinitely forever like that? And I'm that doesn't sound right. I'm like in the background. Okay. What did JK Rowling say? What's going on? Was there an accident or something like that? That's true. Yeah. And we immediately like look it up and what he caught as the title There was a little bit more in depth in there where it was actually pre-show to a ride that they were going to stop. A lot of people were upset about it, but for whatever reason, that got pushed up. And it almost seems like now that we're only... Hold on. on. Something happened here. Okay. Like you're not going live? It just turned out. So let me get back again. Do do you need somebody uh, a little bit younger over there? Cancel. (laughs) <laughs> Let's go one, two, three again. All right. Are we, are we are starting a podcast all over again. So three, two, one. Hey, everybody. Sorry we had to do this. Something happened to my TikTok. Uh, kicked off not being live. But again, this is John at Ubaldi Reports, providing fact, not fiction on issues facing the country, whether internationally or nationally. With me is Joe Bitts, my co-host. And with us is also... A gentleman named Ray, who is a big gun enthusiast, but he's also a former Marine, just like Joe. So, sorry about that, guys. So, Joe, go flap your gums of what you were saying before. <laughs> I think I've still been a podcast, but I'm just saying how there's like a generation. There's generations that they read less and less of what is actually going on. Correct. In, in the in, in in media, and I think media does that purposely. Well, it's. It's the media, but it's also political scientists or political consulting firms did that. I used to work at one, and they know who who votes. Mm-hmm. They know what people are interested in. And as time goes on, especially in the electronic era, most people don't read. That's why they, they that's why social media is so big. Yeah, even on TikTok. The, excuse me. The longest video is three minutes now. Prior to this not working, you mentioned that I follow politics probably more than most people, which I do. Yeah. Now, it's a little hard for me because I work a 50-hour work week, but I'm still, any break I get, Mm -hmm. I get a lunch break whenever I get one. You look at politics like I look at my TikToks. Yeah, I always looking at my (laughs) news feeds, 
my event. And then when I get home, I'm going to policy center, think tanks. I'm watching. I got if someone like um, the cable news, and I'll be honest, I'll probably watch Fox more than anybody else. But when I do watch Fox and someone says something, I got to go look it up. Yeah. I well, got to verify what they said. You no, know, because you're a good journalist and you do. Because I don't that. take somebody face value. If they say something, where did they get their information? And mm-hmm. then when they interview individuals, I got to go. I look at their book. Like I just got a book on William Barr, who is a treasurer, the attorney general for Donald Trump. But then there's another gentleman I got a book on. He's a foreign policy expert on counterinsurgency and the different issues with China and Russia and Iran, a guy named Seth G. Jones. So I got his book. Yeah. And I'm reading, I'm finishing reading a book called The Ledger by, and I met the guy as a retired Army lieutenant colonel in the Australian Army who was Petraeus's point person on counterinsurgency. I've read about three or four of his books. Okay, so and if he, he go- talks about how did we fail in Afghanistan from the beginning to the end. So if I did like less Fortnite and TikTok, I think we could probably get this podcast off the ground. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Because <laughs> that's what I'm. That's all. But, but I mean, I give you credit, Joe. It is difficult. You're you got a family, you got a wife, two kids. You work full time. This is what you do. We're trying to get this off the ground so we can do this full time as our job. Yeah. That's the ultimate goal, and it's not easy, even for myself. I wish I could spend more time researching like I once did, but hey, you do what you got to do. What about you? What do you do? I do some mobile gunsmithing. I work at Tire Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Other than that, we're, we, he's talking about, we're talking about work, but we kind of, what are what's your side deals? Do you do research on more guns or do you look at gun oh, manuals, ev- how to break day. them? Or what's your, I guess you would say maybe a hobby or what is something like... I don't want to say what John does is like a brainless or a mindless activity. He's still reading and absorbing, but that's something he enjoys doing. I hop on a computer or uh, Xbox, and I play this mindless game. Of course, there's some thought and interaction going on in there, but it's still it's a way to put my brain on. Other than video games, okay, which I feel like everybody seems to be playing one way or another yeah. on their phone or PlayStation or whatever. Um, yeah, I still, my hobby is my job. And I love looking at guns. I love looking what I want next. The firearms out there today are like Legos, so okay. you could consistently change things up. So that's what I even do on my off time. And hopefully, with the knowledge that I gain and even people who are older that I look up to, I hope to bring a really good enough business to the state of Florida. So I figured it out this weekend, but you ever been to Ikea? Yes. Yeah, and it's just like a bunch of. I don't want to say it's garbage. It's just it's. I would think it's like maybe it's cheaper. It's well, I want to even say cheaper. It's a valued furniture because you're getting it's a starter furniture. It's so, starter furniture if you have an apartment. Yeah. Or it's I. You got if you're on a budget, you got some good deals at IKEA. That's the like the adult Legos, I, I believe. Well, but here's the thing. <laughs> yeah, it's adult Legos, but I got a friend of mine who swears by ikea and he goes you just got to understand ikea mm-hmm. how to put this thing together me i can't even build a bookshelf without screwing it up i don't have i'm not mechanical i don't have that th- three-dimensional look how to change the, i just don't 
I don't think I was like that at first either until I actually hung my first flat screen TV. Oh, gosh. Okay. And the thing, the it was crazy because you had to put like these wall mounts in there. And then you're trusting this piece of metal that's like maybe like an inch or two away from your wall. And you're trusting it to hold this anywhere between 30 to 50 pound television. Correct. And like there I was, and I put it in there, and I made sure everything was level, everything was tight, and I put it on there, and I didn't want to let go of it. <laughs> I did not want to take my hands off this thing because I'm like, it's going to fall, it's going to fall, it's going to fall. And then I kind of just took almost like that blind leap back, where I just took a step back, and I'm looking at it in like freaking amazement because there is this flat screen TV and it's just hanging there and there's no, there's nothing holding it up. There's well, like, see, no, there's no Joe, base. I, or, would, I wouldn't even attempt it to do that. But I think that's what you need. You need to have like your, almost like your, or an epiphany moment where you're actually done something mechanical or put well, something no, together by me, yourself and you step I back. And, oh, I did that. Yeah. There's some things I've done, but for me it's because I'm, um, I'm dyslexic. I yeah. happen to have the trifecta. I'm dyslexic in math, English, and writing. Good for you. There's only pictures in Ikea. <laughs> but, I mean, but even certain things, if it's not, I just don't have that dimensional to fix it. My brothers, two brothers are great at fixing things, especially yeah. one. My dad was great. He could fix anything. And I think it bothered him that he had a son who couldn't put anything together. And I think I got a, a good grade in my shop class in high school because I think the teacher was afraid I was going to get my ass whooped if I got home with anything less than a stellar grade. For Christmas, I like Cash is the normal we kid. We get him Legos, Transformers, Godzilla, Star Wars, whatever. And he's really he, – he likes – Okay, so I play with Legos, too. I'm a grown-ass man. I still put Legos Trust together. Trust me, Joe does play with his Legos. <laughs> and he always bothered me. He's, hey, can I play with this? Can I use this? Yeah, be careful. And he'd take it. He'd use it for a little bit. He'd put it back. And he kept on doing this over and over again. And I was like, you know what? He keeps on using He wants to play, use mine, so might as well buy him one for Christmas. And I bought him one for Christmas. Didn't touch the thing. He's like, oh, it's too hard. It's too difficult. Oh, I, oh, you should have got one that's a little bit less complicated for me. He's, he's 12 years old. He put together like a Lego Millennium Falcon all by himself. I just helped him start it up. And there's a Lego store. So we go to Lego store. He's like, oh, I want some Legos. It's well, like, let me ask you, but let well, me ask you this. Hold on. He's like, I want some Legos. I'm like, I'm not getting you Legos. Why would I get you Legos? I, You have a whole box full of Legos that you haven't even opened yet. And I kind of had to ride them a little bit. But here he goes with that whole mechanical aspect. Is like he put it together himself because he's. I'm like, hey, look, if you want me to get you some more stuff, I'm not going to do it if you still have stuff you still haven't used right there. So, like... In less than two hours, he's, yeah, I'm almost done. Can I stay up just a little bit past my bedtime? And he finished the damn thing. I think you're, maybe we should start you off with Legos. There we oh, go. there we go. <laughs> Let me ask you, yeah. this kind of segues into what the whole thing was that we were going to talk about for tonight's TikTok. Since you spent, for, we'll go back to Christmas. Was Christmas expensive for you this year? Considering prices and, because the reason I was asking this, with inflation hitting 
the American families very hard, especially recently with higher energy prices, utility costs, and what do you call it, gas prices. Did Was Christmas expensive? Because inflation was pretty high over Christmas. Not, I'm not really noticing it. I don't know why. I do Which, understand. Are you noticing it now? Yes, but only through like gas. What mm. about food and everything? Meat. I've noticed. Yeah, meat. I, yeah I haven't bought meat in a while because what I did is I bought a lot of stuff and I kind of vacuum sealed it and I kind of. Okay. Well, what about? Okay, you've got two kids. Yeah. You got Skylar, who's what five? Maybe when we've gone out, like on certain things, Aaron's noticed it because when she does like little shopping here and there for the kids and brings it back. Like even like to the point where we went to go get we went to go get gift cards or like a Visa gift card for going to a birthday party. They charge us a seven dollar fee just to activate that card. Wow! On top of whatever how much money we put on top of that card, I am noticing it a little bit through some prices, but I guess maybe I'm. I'm okay, but okay, you've got two kids, three kids. You got yeah. an older daughter who's in college. Okay, but then you got your son, who's what, 10? 12. 12. Okay, you already said that, 12. And then Skyler's what, five, six years old? Yes. Okay, do, do your kids drink a lot of milk? Yeah. I've noticed, and it all depends. I'm single and I don't have any kids, so things I buy may not be what families buy. But the one thing I do buy a lot of, because I try to stay in shape, I get a lot of protein through eggs. The egg section looks like you're shopping in Russia. It's like, you ever heard of chickens? Yeah. There's really, every time I go in there to get eggs, there's always a shortage of some type of egg. Maybe I'm not noticing it to a certain point because my wife, you know, she's working. She's making a very decent income bringing it into the house. I just recently got a raise through my job. So I'm making more this year than I was last year. I don't know if it really met the price of inflation our financial situations your, yours and i's and even Ray's, were they're a little bit different and we're managing them a little bit differently so i would think someone that's more acute to their budget say like you you would notice this going up and down where like yeah, that's a good point because i notice it at i'm staying with a friend house so i can save some money mm-hmm. rent is very I'm really conscious about rent mm-hmm. because rent has gone up in, the, in this area, and I'm sure Ray can attest to that. Yes, uh, so I am paying two thousand over at my apartment right now. That used to be probably twelve, fourteen hundred. How many bedrooms? I'd say a two bed, two bath. Okay, I'm paying about I don't know. I don't like putting my business out there with when it comes to a mortgage, but I'm not paying that. I'm paying a lot less. And just for our he, listeners' sake, I will beat the crap out of Joe once we're done with this podcast, but what, go on. I'm just saying, it's, it baffles me how the banks work because they're more likely able, they want you to, they don't want to give, put you in a spot or a situation where you can buy a house and have this much versus an apartment and pay like that much. People are going to be starting to buy houses here in the next couple of years when there's more houses in the area. And it's going to be a relief to them because they'll be paying so much less. Well, no, I've, a friend of mine was paying, I was paying a lot uh, more for, he was paying, I think, $1,200 for his mortgage. Mm-hmm. My rent at the time was $1,700. Yep. And he had a house. But it's also where you like living in a certain area. Yeah, but true. But then you've got to factor in if you live further out, 
then you have to drive into work because most of the jobs are into the core of the city. And now you've got with gas prices. Now, if you go to the supermarket, that's about the only time meat prices, egg prices, milk section, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So how many? Okay, but hold on. Yeah. How many times when I drove here? Yeah. I passed about what eight, nine gas stations. So you're when you go when I go to work, I pass three or four gas stations. So I see, oh, like one day I left, it was four oh one a gallon. Then I said, "My come home, it's four nineteen a gallon." Yeah. So you see, the cost of fuel just spike, mm-hmm. and that kind of angers you. And then everything else goes up. Like I went shopping the other day, on, on Sunday. Okay. And egg section was thin. The certain items I wanted to get, they were out of stock. You go to the Publix. It was a grocery store for those who were outside of the South. I think I know what Publix you go to, and that's there. I would think it's difficult getting food in there. Not only that, is that when it comes to actually shopping now, there you are competing with these shipped. You're competing with these Instacarts, the the people that get the groceries, and you're fighting them like in the morning <clears throat> just to get something. And by the time you're there, all all the supplies are gone. No, but okay, but I would. The only thing I would fight back on that, grocery stores are aware of that. They understand. They go by volume. So when they when something's pulled off, their inventory tells them how much they should stock up so they can keep things stocked on the shelves. It's not like they did the old days where you did inventory by pencil and paper. Nowadays, everything is electronic. So when something's pulled off, they know, hey, we got to order this. It's just I work at a restaurant. When we pull our supplies off, we look at everything. Oh, we got three. We need to order more. So everything is done electronically now. So wait, but okay, you're okay where you work. They gauge or their gauge is this is what we did last year this week, so this is we have to match it. No, it's not. They look back a year ago. They look at as an example how much salads we should make. They take the, they knock out the highest end and the lowest end, and they go right into the middle. Okay. So they know how much product to make for a given day. Okay. So they're not looking a year ago. May they may factor in what we sold last year. But they're looking at what they did last week and the week before last. Okay, because I'm thinking maybe some sometimes I, I would think some businesses do that, and you're looking at maybe a super or grocery store that is working with COVID numbers still, and then that's why it's low because well not but because they're like last year we did this we bought all this and it it went bad because. We not a lot of people bought it. Well, it's not that they look at COVID numbers; they also look at weekly numbers, daily numbers. Would they know when things go off the shelf? We got to gear up now. The only thing they fudge a little bit is when it comes to the holidays. This is where they're going to very look at, like Christmas. Like for a grocery store, there's certain holidays are big shopping seasons: Christmas, Thanksgiving, Christmas. New Year's because of the New Year's already celebrating. Then during the summer months, you've got Memorial Day, Fourth uh, of July, Labor Day, and then you got inner in between that. But they're looking at their numbers when things get pulled off, and let's say things are moving rapidly. Their their uh, computer generation of 
what they have will tell them we need to order more. Okay. So every, everything is different now. Everything is so much electronically driven that they can really dial in how much they need. But the problem they're getting at is supply chain disruption. A lot of the stuff we were buying, like our paper products, come from China. Before we go, okay, like the no-hitting rule, like if there's like a perfect game or a no-hitting yeah. situation, you don't talk about it. Yeah. Okay. I'm wondering if realtors and lenders are treating it the same way. There's a possible, there's a possibility, maybe even a strong possibility of another a housing market crash. Yeah, I've been hearing that. Okay. And... But if you ask a realtor or a lender, they're like, oh, things are good. Things are great. You know, we don't, we're not having to worry about anything. Is that just them saying, it's probably going to happen, but we don't want to talk about it kind of thing like or, that? But that's their business. Why would they want to say a crash is coming? Because that would scare away potential buyers. Yeah, but it could probably... Okay, actually, no, that makes perfect sense. Okay. Because I see it, it's going to happen. I think, like, for you, for Ray, if you guys would... Oh, I'm buying a house, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that. I'd probably smack the both of you because now is not the time. Because I think when everything writes itself, whether it's next year, three, four years down the line, what's going to happen is people are going to all of a sudden going to realize I'm paying way too much for way too little house. And they're just going to, and what are they going to do? What would you do if you're paying too much for, say you got a two bedroom house. Okay. You spent 400 grand on and the bank's like, come on, time to pay up. And you and, and Nicole are looking around you're like, this isn't worth it. And you're just going to walk right out. That's, that's the reason why we made the choice we made was to actually take an apartment over buying a house. Because when we talked to our realtor, it was pretty straightforward. It was how much are we going to lose off of this house if we buy it right now? And it was anywhere between seventy-five to a hundred thousand right off the top. I'm the same way. I want to be able to pay off my debts first and get. I'm not ready. I don't have the income level yeah. to support a house. But the crux of the issue with this podcast is with the high level of inflation now. Friday. The unemployment numbers come out, and they'll also show wages have gone up. And it's, But what they've done is wages have artificially gone up, meaning companies have to pay more to retain their workers or to bring in workers. So their profit margins are coming down. And then at the same time, let's say like last month for the month of February, okay, inflation went up about... almost 8%. Uh Then a week, excuse me, a week after that for February, the producer price index, this is all the goods that go into making a product, that jumped 10%. If it goes up, it's bad? Yeah, because that means it's costing more to make that one particular item. Like I talked to the general manager of the restaurant I work at last, last week, yesterday and i was asking them some questions about the prices like i buy a lot of eggs like i said yeah and i go have your egg prices go gone up and he looked at me like hell yeah so everything next next time you need eggs we'll go to costco okay but but the point is (laughs) egg prices have gone up his utility costs 
for the restaurant is $10,000 per month. Mm-hmm. That's far higher than it was a year ago. Than, and two, three years ago, it was much lower. And their margins are shrinking by the second, yeah, so too. Now, he just told me that, just so you know, if you shop there or eat there, next week, he didn't say the exact date, they're raising their prices. Because the company was eating the over the cost, the the rising cost, they were keeping. They were wait, what restaurant? Chick Fil A. Okay, yeah. Well, Chick Fil A is no different than anybody else. Yeah, I get my protein powder at a local. But are they going to charge like an inflation fee or some no, crap no, like but that? They're going to they're going to raise their fee. I don't know what the percentage is, but they're going to raise their prices. Chick Fil A, the company as a whole, was eating the cost of the rising cost of everything they were purchasing and, and providing to the consumer. But they can't do that forever. No business can. Are they doing it just to keep their head above water? Or I like to call this a Disney theory where every time Disney tickets go up, people are like, oh, Disney's getting money hungry. They want more money, blah, blah, blah. No, Disney puts tickets higher because they want less people to come yeah, in but there. That's a different. Is it the same thing with Chick-fil-A no, where they're no, increasing the prices no, so they get less people no. to... No, it's a business thing. If your energy costs go up, your labor costs have gone up, your your paper products have gone up, every supplier that comes in and drops off product, they pay a surcharge because of rising energy costs. Okay, with the president saying that there's a food shortage or there's going to be a food shortage, is it another way of him saying also, hey, Food's going to get more uh, expensive because there's a food shortage kind of thing. Is that why he's saying that? No, he, he's just trying to spin it away from blaming himself. Now, the president wasn't solely responsible for supply chain shortages, energy crisis, or inflation. And before I get beat up on over that, what I mean is when the economy shut down, we were completely shut down. Yeah. And then when we ramped up sup- uh, demand shot up far higher than supply could keep pace. Mm -hmm. So going into his presidency, inflation was starting to be a problem. What he did is he stimulated the demand side. Now, when everything was shut down, there was no places to go. Like you like to go to Disney. Yeah. You couldn't go to Disney because everything was shut down. Yeah. You couldn't go on vacation because each state had their own coronavirus rules and regulations. So everybody held on to their money. When the economy opened up, now they had all this money, and the savings rate for the country took off. Mm-hmm. It was the highest level ever, I think, ever recorded. Okay, so then Joe Biden gets into office, and we're starting to have a problem with supply chain. We're starting to have a problem with inflation. So what does he do? He passes the American Rescue Plan. So what that did, it flooded more money into the economy. So basically, you have more money chasing fewer goods, driving the price up. How has it? Okay, the first time I heard stimulus was with Bush, and it kept on going up. And then there was even a stimulus for in the Trump administration. But has the stimulus packages ever actually worked? No, not a single one. Ukraine got more money than we did. Well, a different we, issue. Yeah, the well, reason I said it doesn't work, because you're stimulating it from the government side. You're not solving the problem of why, like when Bush did the first stimulus in uh, the, uh, the spring, early summer of t- 2008, 
what did you do with it? Most people just held on to it. It didn't stimulate the economy. Mm-hmm. Obama did the same thing. Now, what Trump did, the economy was flat on its back yeah. because of this coronavirus. So you had to do something. So we pumped in about $6 trillion but total. In, inflation is a little bit on him as well. No, it belongs to a little bit on Okay. But the problem is, as soon as Biden came in, he stimulated on the demand side and not fix the supply side problems. What I mean by that, before you, you chime in, yeah. Larry Summers, who was a Treasury Secretary for Bill Clinton and a senior economic advisor to Barack Obama, stated you shouldn't pass the American Rescue Plan that passed in March of last year. Okay. What he suggested, if you're going to spend money, spend it on getting the vaccines out, fixing the supply chain disruption, and do it that way. But what he, the, the president, Obama, did, he just gave everybody this money. So the idea of a stimulus, how it should actually work, is that I give Ray $1,000. And Ray, instead of him keeping that $1,000, he is supposed to go out and spend that $1,000 on goods. And services. Is that how they really want it to work? That's how they want it, but it never works okay. like that. So maybe instead of giving them a check or putting them money into their bank, why don't they just give them, I don't know, Amazon gift cards or Walmart gift cards? Yeah, but see, or but the, the problem with this, you're not fixing the problem. We have a supply chain disruption. And what we're finding out, we're too... This globalization where we're shipping jobs over to Mexico or shipping jobs basically to China. Mm-hmm. What we're not doing is we're thinking about we're tied to China. So like when the early days of the pandemic, China stopped all shipment of protective gear because was, everything was made in China. All our medicines are made in China. Most of it, if you look at anything, thing, 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 energy jobs mm-hmm. instead of relying on others okay so good talk yeah a lot of this stuff is facing them face families are faces i'm facing this it's not like i'm in a vacuum i'm not i'm working another job at a restaurant yeah i don't know from because like it is a little bit different from between you and i but like i haven't used a credit card in three years 
Aaron only uses like Aaron the way she uses her is like she'll buy something and she'll pay it off, but it's just another. It's like a little bit of a hack for her because she's just getting points, so she'll pay off that much money before the interest even hits no, on I it. I was the same way. Yeah, I would use my debit so, card more than my credit card. But the problem is now that because of all the. F- things that happen beyond my control yeah but know what is a good thing to do when you're going out is at the end of the meal you i even ray we look at them like hey you got a military discount <laughs> oh yeah but, see, but, but and the, that takes off 10 percent. <laughs> but the last point before we end this yeah everybody i work with when as soon as we talk about ukraine this is the president wants to blame putin for high energy high inflation no, as soon as you say Ukraine or Putin, it pivots. Mm-hmm. Nope, I'm paying higher prices for gas. I'm worried about higher food costs. I'm worried about higher rent costs. Yeah, that's what the employees talk about. They don't talk about this other stuff, and they blame Joe Biden. Whether that's correct or not, they blame Joe Biden for high energy and high inflation. So we were talking about this off camera. We're going to talk about maybe this a little bit more next week as it progresses because i think it's going to be up topic is that there was is there going to be a lot was it in about maybe like a week or so is there going to be a lot of buyer's remorse and the whole hunter biden joe biden kind of thing because of what's going on right now and that almost 17 percent of the people that voted for joe biden would not have voted for joe biden it had there been more evidence or they would well been, uh, what's going to happen is this the New York Times last week, and now the Washington Post today, and Cena authenticated the laptop. So now what they're doing, there's speculation. The reason they're doing this is they have to get ahead because Hunter Biden is being investigated by, I think, by the FBI and others for getting this money from China and not paying whatever taxes he's, he wants on that. Yeah. But see, right now, no one's talking about it because it's still bubbling up Mm -hmm. but let's say he's indicted then they've got to explain well why didn't you cover this when it first came out when you had like when it made it to the presidential debate between biden and trump and biden said we had 50 intelligence officials some were cia directors said this was russian disinformation Mm -hmm. now they're finding out it wasn't russia it was fact yeah so the question becomes like Leon Panetta, who was a Secretary of Defense under Obama, CIA Director under Obama. Question I would ask him, you said it was Russian disinformation based off what evidence did you see to base it off Russian disinformation? Yeah, based on getting Trump and, out of office. That was a, that was a Okay, but here's this point before we move it on to next week. The New York Post reported it in October of two thousand twenty. Mm-hmm. All the tech companies, Facebook, Twitter, Insta, everybody squashed that story. Yeah. Every media squashed it. The president of CNN told his news section, you will not cover this story. Yeah. Now it's a story. So they're going to have to go back and explain why they didn't cover it. It's not going to look good for the media. So, well, everybody, John, how do people get a hold of us if they... Well, have any information or questions you can go to ubaldi reports at gmail.com ubaldi reports at gmail.com or you can check us out definitely on tiktok 
And I'd like to thank all the, the listeners and viewers who view our, our TikTok. We're, we're doing really well. We did one. We got 33,000 views. I did another one, uh, 1,200. The one I just recently did, it's up over 3,000. So I want to thank you for that. Yeah, keep it up. I want to thank Heroes Media Group for um, putting us out on their network. So you can also check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and just type in Ubaldi Reports. And we are live on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook, and always on TikTok. Everybody have a good day. And keep listening to Ubaldi Reports.